Yeah, we're in a hotel room for the first time in forever. Yeah, it's been a while. When was the last time we were in a hotel room? I want to say Sedona. Actually, probably Santa Fe. Santa Fe. New Braunfels was an Airbnb. We didn't even record there. No, we didn't record there. Huh. I think it was Santa Fe because Oklahoma was in an Airbnb. Yeah. So this is the first time we have been in a hotel recording in like eight months. It's a little more crampy than that massive house in Savannah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but we'll deal with it. I'm good. You I'm good? good? I am good. Okay. I know. I didn't I didn't sleep much last night. I was up till 3 a.m., but I'm 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 good. Why were you up till 3 a.m.? I don't know. The brain just doesn't stop for anyone who uh has this problem is experiencing menopause no i've always had this even before that (laughs) no not always not always i could sleep standing up but um i don't know the last few years i just haven't been able to sleep and it was pre-menopause if you want to get really super personal so um yeah wow yeah pissy all of a sudden (laughs) well i don't know it has nothing to do with menopause i just have a hard time sleeping now and um and yeah so i was up till 3 a.m so don't mess with me Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hey, listeners. Ever wonder what it would be like to blow up your comfort zone at the tender age of 50? Well, we did just that. When our last kid went off to college, we hit the road in search of a new hometown. Now we bounce from city to city and bring you along for the ride. This is the Skip Town All-Stars podcast. What's up, All-Stars? Welcome to another episode. Greetings from Orange Beach, Alabama. We are currently in a hotel, a Best Western premiere, which I didn't even know was a thing, uh, the Tides Hotel in Orange Beach, Alabama. Yeah. So get ready to hear air conditioners, kids running up and down the hallway, uh, and I think they just started running the vacuum right across the hall from us yeah, just they now. they did, just right on cue. Right, on as, we, cue. right as we hit record uh-huh. of course so uh but happy to be here uh it was a bit of a curveball coming to orange beach alabama for me personally i was all geared up last week to head out to charleston or greenville we were vacillating between those two places south carolina and you came to me and said nope we're going to orange beach alabama why don't you tell everybody how that came to be Okay, so if you listen to episode 36, we talked to Cousin Judy about all things travel in the United States from her perspective. Mm-hmm. She is kind of known for finding the, uh, what is it, path less traveled vacation spots. Road but- less travel. Yeah. Okay. Same thing. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and so she, during the podcast mentioned a little gem of a town called Orange Beach, Alabama. And she talked about it in regards to if you wanted to go to Hawaii, but couldn't afford it, or if you wanted to like go to the Bahamas, but couldn't afford it, Orange Beach is a great alternative. And, and we were like, Orange Beach, we, we, James and I had never heard of it. No. And then when the episode aired, we got several comments from people who also were surprised about a little town called Orange Beach, Alabama. Then cut to a week ago, Cousin Judy calls me and says, hey, by the way, Southern Living Magazine came out with their top 50 Southern small towns to move to, and Orange Beach, Alabama is number 15. And then I looked back in uh, an email that a listener had sent, also one of my BFFs, uh, Kat, and she had also sent me a copy of that, you know, an article as well. We always knew we were going to check out this town anyway. We did. Uh, 
Yeah, we did. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, we were going to. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. It just happened a little sooner. Okay. <laughs> Fine. I'm good with it. I'm just, yeah. It was never on my roadmap anywhere. Oh, no. When I, she mentioned it. I know. I know. I was like, we're going. Oh, okay. I just didn't think it would be this soon. Okay. Yeah. So, I just didn't think it would be ever, but okay. Oh, yeah, no, we were going. Okay, great. So we're here. And we're here. Yeah. And you get what you want. <laughs> Not always, but this time. Yeah. I, look, we we sacrifice for the listeners. We do. And what a sacrifice we have made. Uh-huh. This place is gorgeous. It, so, it really is. So uh, we had a pretty decent drive the whole way. Things slow down a lot when you get to Pensacola, right on the F- Florida panhandle. Uh, then we took a bunch of back roads to get in here. In fact, uh, we missed the Welcome to Alabama sign. It's really small. And it's on like, it is on Perdido Beach Boulevard, which is their drag along the coast. So uh, it wasn't like a huge sign you see on interstate or freeway. It was like this little sign and we blew right by it, but you were also NASCAR driving, so. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about where we're staying. Uh, Hold on to your seat. We are staying, as he mentioned, a Best Western. I know. Best Westerns are known for like off interstate, off highway lodging. And they're not always like the best, the cleanest. Sometimes they're a little shady looking. So how is it that we are staying at a Best Western? Premier. Premier. It's stunning. It looks like any like top of the line hotel that would be on a coastline. And um, for it being a Best Western, I was like, I have to check this out. I gave a call to the hotel. I spoke to a really nice gentleman named Ben, and he and the staff have like bent over backwards. Uh, so I cannot recommend this place enough. It's a small hotel. It's seven floors, mm-hmm. and um, each room is it's a decent size. We have a corner unit. Uh, we could see the beach from our balcony. We have a balcony. I mean, everyone, Holly at the front desk, Mike at the front desk, Kara at the front desk, all so accommodating, nice. They also have this amazing breakfast bar. So, you know, if you stay at like a Hampton Inn or any of the other places that have breakfasts included, you know, it's kind of like the basic. They have scrambled eggs and cold cereal and you can make your own waffles, not here. Their breakfast bar is amazing. They have bacon, they have sausage, they have pancakes already made, they have a yogurt and fruit bar. I mean, it's incredible. And, and as you're eating breakfast, the dining room looks over the ocean. Yeah. There's a coffee machine 24 hours a day. Can't say enough about this place. Everybody here has rolled out the red carpet for us and the hospitality and support has been amazing. We truly appreciate it. Yeah. So we'll be back here to this hotel absolutely, and recommending it to anybody listening to this podcast. If you're going to come to Orange Beach, Alabama, you have to come to the Best Western premiere. The Tides. It's the Tides. Exactly. There is a Best Western down the street, but it's not the Tides. It's not Premier. This place is a standout. It's beautiful. You found out too that I guess all Best Westerns are franchises. Okay. Yeah. That's like something I did not know. I thought the Best Western was like Hilton Hyatt. It's a corporation. No, uh, they schooled me in very quickly because the minute you walk in, it's not your typical Best Western experience if you've ever had one. And I had to ask, yeah. how is this different? Does the Best Western Corporation just have a few that are standouts and that's why they're called premieres? And they told me right out of the gate, no, every Best Western is privately owned. So it's basically a franchise. And the the people that own this Best Western also own, I think, 11 or 12 other hotels they mentioned. Nice. Yeah, so this is one of 12 that they own. And um and they're 
that family is just very much into taking care of their hotels. The front desk person I spoke to, uh, Mike said they put the money right back into the hotel. And you can tell the staff here, I mean, they have everywhere you turn, somebody is cleaning, somebody is wiping. Uh, it, it's just, it's a great place. So can't- That's true. There are people cleaning all hours of the day, it seems. <laughs> it does. Everywhere, every time you're in an yeah. elevator, there's a cleaning person yeah. coming up or going down the elevator. Uh, yeah. Best Western premiere on Perdido Beach Boulevard, the place to be. Nice. Okay. So uh, let's not beat around the bush. Okay. Seriously. Like I've seen enough over the past couple of days. Uh-huh. I think I could live here. What do you think? No, I, I don't think I could. Um, I could do it as a beach house three months out of the year for sure, but not 12 months out of the year. No. Really? Uh-huh. All right. Let's get into it then. Okay. I had a little different of an idea. After looking at Southern Living Magazine's little blurb about it and talking to Cousin Judy on the podcast, I actually thought it was going to be more of, I guess, my idea of probably what an Eastern beach town is. Like, I thought it was going to be like a Main Street. I, I did. Oh. I thought it was going to be a little bit more towny. Right, right. So I was a little surprised that it wasn't, that there's basically a main drag, like, you know, their A1A, which isn't A1A, it's Perdido Beach Boulevard, but right. that that street is like their main, their main street. I was a little shocked by that. But, um, so I guess that's like something different. Cause you expected more of a, like a, a rundown Florida look. Yeah. I just thought it'd yeah. be more like, you know, swampy and uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's way better than I thought it was going to be. I, I would say on the coast side of the highway, you get all your hotels, condominiums, really nice condos. Yeah, very. Uh, very, very nice developments all up and down. But then they're sort of interspersed with like sea bluffs and protected areas and parks and yeah. then piers. Um, and then on the other side, you have sort of, I mean, it's very, it can be very strip mallish, but it's not like bargain generals everywhere. And or strip clubs. Yeah, it's not strip clubs. Uh, I mean, there are liquor stores, but they're not, you know. Because Florida, Northern Florida, just my experience has been like what you're saying, like yeah. strip malls, strip clubs, just like you'll have a beautiful $5 million house and then a house that's fallen apart in a strip club. It's crazy. It's how yeah. like the Northern part of Florida. Yeah. And there aren't a lot of people like lingering around anywhere. So if you go, like we went over to a restaurant, we went over, like there just aren't people like hanging out with nothing to do. Nobody's hanging out, getting hammered in the parking lot or anything no. like that. So it's been refreshing. I got to say. Yeah. And the first night that we got here, we did what we typically do with any city that we land in. Um, we went out to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we took the recommendation for from the girl at the front desk. I had a list of places to go, but I kind of just wanted to see what what she said. Yeah. And um and the moment that she said to me that the Perdido Beach Boulevard was their main street because I literally asked her, "Where's your main street? Like right. where do we go?" cuz I figured we could like just park the car and walk and she was, she was like, "You're on it." Yeah. I was yeah. like, "Oh, okay. So uh tell me where to go to eat." And she did, and we went and had dinner and then we drove around. Yeah. We went to a place called Wolf Bay. It was fine. The drinks were good. The fish was great. The appetizers were eh. And uh, the biggest thing to come out of that visit, though, was the musician in the lounge came out and spoke to us and basically told us kind of where everybody lives when they live in this area. For the people who can't afford to live on the coast or there are like inter intercoastals where you can see houses on stilts, they're all going for a million plus. 
I just, I was wondering like where the commoners <laughs> like us go to live. And so uh, he mentioned three places I'll get into a little bit later when we're talking about real estate, but uh, uh, Alberta, E-L-B-E-R-T-A, Foley, and Magnolia Springs were th three places that he mentioned that a lot of people frequent. And they all have sort of their own little small town areas. We didn't see any of them, but um, like I said- We did go to one of them. Uh, we went, we were in Foley, but we didn't go to- a, Went to Fairhope. He said Fairhope. He didn't say that, did he? He was the one who told us to go to Fairhope. Really? Yeah. Oh. Who do you think told us to go to Fair Hope? I thought you read it in the, it's also in the magazine. No, yeah, no. But he told us to go to Fair Hope and then we came back to the hotel room. I looked up the magazine, a couple of things about Alabama and I was like, wow, there's yeah, so a like the number four one page article about Fair Hope, which was an hour from here. Yeah. But he did mention Fair Hope. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Sorry, Greg. Anyway, uh, he <laughs> oh, mentioned you Fair might, Hope. You know his well. name? Yeah, Greg Brown. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, I follow him on his Facebook page and everything you, you, now. You made friends right away. I did. Well, I mean, you know, he was super helpful to us. And I like the fact, uh, you know, he was an acoustic guitarist. And I like the fact that he wasn't playing the same 10 songs that you hear everywhere. Uh -huh. And for the songs that were familiar to sort of, you know, the average listener, uh, he had his own spin on them, his own instrumentation and everything. And um, so I found it, he's actually a music teacher and he has his own music shop in Foley. Yeah. You are making friends. I am. I am. That's me. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, Greg Brown, good guy. Thank you for the tips. I'm sorry I forgot about Fair Hope, but here we are. Yeah. No, he mentioned Fair Hope. He said it was beautiful. We should go. And what did we do? We went the next day. We did go to the next day. Yeah. So we took the hour drive to Fair Hope, but we got there a little late because we had actually, now that I remember, we got there like right as everything was shutting down for the day. So disappointing. These Southern towns rolling up their sidewalks at 5 p.m. and living respectable lives to go home with their families. So irritating sometimes. <laughs> it really is. I'm not going to lie. It really is. Yeah. But uh, no, we had one. Uh, so let's talk before we went to Fairhope. We had one other thing on the docket that I, it's been a few days of unexpected events for me personally, courtesy of uh, Denise. And so why don't you tell them what you booked for us? <laughs> okay. So the first day we were here on Orange Beach. Yeah. So we arrive, we have dinner, we drive around and we go to sleep. So the next day I had planned because it came up when I was looking, you know, looking up Orange Beach, Alabama was a school that teaches you how to make sandcastles and it's yeah. called Sandcastle University. So I thought- this is going to be so much fun. So I booked an hour with Sandcastle University and a lovely person by the name of Katie uh, came to uh, show us how to make a proper sandcastle. And of course, I'm telling him about this event that, you know, I, I picked for us to do. And right away, what'd you say? Is it a competition? <laughs> You did. And I was like, no, this is like a fun couples thing. This is not a competition. And you were like, And so oh. I said, there's no winner or loser. There's no, it, it took me a second to wrap my head. So we're going to make them why. That, that it, was exactly. It just seemed like pottery class only with sand on the beach a uh -huh. little bit. And I was like, okay, this will be like the movie Ghost. Like, Will you be standing behind yeah, me? <laughs> I'll be singing the Everly Brothers or whoever the hell they are. Anyway, uh, all that said- <laughs> When we finally got down on the beach, first off, I was happy to see the ocean again. I'm always happy to see the ocean. Uh, but I was a little like, okay, here we go. And Katie like got right into it. Uh -huh. 
and uh, started us on our process. It was still a competition for you. Let's not lie. Like it seriously, was. Like, he was like totally outdoing me. And, and I was like, let's just have fun with it. And his castle was insane. He started doing stairs. He started doing balconies. And yep. I'm like, can we- I had parapets where archers could live. <laughs> he did. He did. And I, I think our sandcastle really did represent who we are as people. Yep. Mine was really super simple. It had two windows and a door. <laughs> it did. Yours was really uh-huh. simple. Because I'm you pretty- co- you, did, you designed some cobblestones. Yeah. Because I'm- generally a pretty simple person, honestly. I'm pretty straightforward. I like cream, tan, and white all mixed together in the same room. Really simple. His castle was super freaking messy. He had so much shit going on in that castle. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? It's like him. It was impenetrable. it's his suitcase. It's the side of his closet, the side of no his way. bed. That castle represented him perfectly. And I there had was- three balconies. <laughs> I had three doors. I had a dungeon. I had stairs. I had all kinds of stuff going on. And I designed bricks all the way up it and down the just, side. It, was it a- wasn't even close. I beat you. Just admit it. I'd like to say mine was a classy castle. <laughs> and even the lady. So there was a lady who was a little ways from us. And I guess she could hear the whole conversation and she was laughing. She was downwind yeah. from us. And so she was laughing and she came over to take a picture because she heard me say like, your castle is so you. It's messy. <laughs> Check it out on social media. My castle is dope. Now we legit know how to make a sand castle. So when we take the kids to the beach, we are going to crush them. <laughs> okay. You're going to have to put in more than a couple windows and a door. Anyway. Uh, so we did that and then we were, we had our ghost moment. We had our ghost moment (laughs) and then we were off to fair hope. Yeah, we were. Mm -hmm. And by the time we got there, I think we had 30 or 40 minutes before everything shut down, all the shops and everything. They looked amazing. They did. So fair hope is, is the town I was envisioning in my head. Orange beach was going to be, um, but it's not on the beach, unfortunately. There's water. It's on the water, but there's not- It's on like, the Mobile Bay. Yeah. There's not a beautiful- I mean, they have a beach. It's just smaller. So what I was expecting in my head, like cobblestone streets or, I don't know, brick-laid, I'm sorry, brick-laid sidewalks, beautiful exterior, like whatever you envision a Southern town to be, that's fair hope. I mean, kind of like where everyone would know your name. Like it was Stars Hollow. So it was- our Stars Hollow from Gilmore Girls. I was going to say, that's like some reference, right? Yeah, from a previous episode. I know you yeah. said that before. Yeah. I can't, yeah. yeah. I know, because you're I not- still haven't watched that show. Oh, there's time. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's Our Stars Hollow for sure. The only thing is it's not, it's not on the water, which is fine if you don't want to be on the water. But we came to Orange Beach to really explore like beach living in the sense. And that wasn't Fair Hope. No, but it was a really cool town to Greg's credit. We ended up eating at a place, I think it was called the Bay Breeze Cafe or yeah, something like that. It was. We weren't too sure on it walking in because we're both like on this sort of pseudo health kick. Yeah, we are. And you terrible been, city to be in for that. I gotta really be honest. Is. Anywhere it's, it's in the ridiculous. South is, yeah. yeah. Um you're trying to detox worst. from fried chicken yeah. overload. That's really hard. I mean, like, forget it. Like I, I did, but it hasn't been easy. Yeah, it's tough in the South. Uh-huh. Everything's fried. Fried okra, fried green tomatoes. Everything. Even the, you know, grits. 
with cheese. I know. It's been really difficult. So yeah, we went to this restaurant in Fairhope and we both tried to eat relatively, I think, healthy. I had a salad. You had a wrap or something. But uh, what's interesting about Fairhope, when I looked it up and actually this four-page article in Southern Living talked about how people just have taken over Fairhope, like Northerners. And I couldn't wrap my head around it until I actually got there. Like, how did people find out about this town? Like, it's so charming and I can see why people are flocking to it. But how would you ever know about it? Like, I could not understand how people found it. And then we talked to our waitress because I had to know. Mm -hmm. And she's a local. And um, what'd she say? She said they ran uh, an article in Forbes, I believe, magazine, and all of a sudden, all of the blue bloods up in the Upper East Coast knew, found out about Fair Hope, and the next thing you knew, people were flocking here. Uh, I guess the town has really experienced a boom in the last 10 years. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, and she said it's sort of unrecognizable for those people who have been here forever. And the article said if you go during season, which my guess says it's like June to like August, September, the article does say it's shoulder to shoulder people on the streets. Oh, really? Yeah. And the boutiques are not cheap. So you know there's money there. And when you look at the housing, it's astronomical. I mean, it starts at $700,000 starts. But you could live outside of Fairhope by 15 minutes and it drops to $300,000. Yeah. So I did a little deeper dive on that this morning. And it turns out right up the street from Fairhope, about 10 minutes is a place called Daphne where the prices, so we're talking, you're heading north. We did not go this way. Okay. But you're heading north up around the Mobile Bay. Uh Uh-huh. And there's Daphne. And then right after Daphne, another 10 minutes is a place called Spanish Fort. Best small towns in Alabama on niche website are number one, Fairhope. Okay. Number two, Spanish Fort. Wow. And number three, Daphne. So, oh, in, you have options. Yes, in those three towns alone, with it all within a half an hour of each other, allegedly they are the best small towns in Alabama. So, according to the niche website, now Fort, I'm sorry, not Fort, Fairhope was ranked number one. It gets an A on niche, which if you've ever looked at that for, you know, where you're going to send your kids to school or a potential new town or where, you know, getting an A on that website is kind of hard. Okay. Like, at best, you usually see A minuses. And this place had like A for schools, A for safety, A for crime. It looks all pretty that amazing. Stuff. I mean, yeah. so it just so happens the girl at the front desk at our hotel lives in Fairhope. And she said that some she'll get off work here at 11 o'clock, drive, it's an hour. You know, she said at night, 45 minutes, comes home, walks her dog, it's midnight. And she said, I don't have a single worry in the world yeah. about walking my dog at midnight. And when you, walk through Fairhope during the day, you get that. So when she said that, I completely understood. Yeah. So now we were driving around the street that went along the coast and obviously the houses on the bay were pushing like 1.2 and up. Yeah. Uh, there, you can't really get property on that side for less than 600,000. Like we're talking a lot. Uh, so then you would have to spend, reasonably speaking, another 600000 or whatever to build your house on this property if you were to buy the, a lot right there on the waterfront. On the other side, there were a little less, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand. 800000 But I did look at Daphne and I did look at Spanish Fort. And you can actually find some pretty great houses there in the range of like four hundred to 600000 So 
If you're willing to drive a little further, live a little further away, this brings up an interesting point. Uh, we, Our waitress said that she does not let her kids swim in Mobile Bay. No, that's the problem. So you're spending all this money, yeah. but you can't swim in the bay. And and she did say there's a beach, which we saw, but she said nobody goes in that water. No. And there was no one in the water. They still bring their kids down here, they their do. families down here to swim basically where we're staying right now. So that said, it was a little hard to nail down whether or not Mobile Bay was safe to eat the fish. Oh. Uh, but there were plenty of articles that said, well, it's sort of pockets, like where are you fishing and that kind of thing. So if you're a fisherman here, you really have to know your shit. Like You really have to know your shit. If you're fishing for your family yeah. and bringing that stuff home, you have to know like, okay, I'm not going here for redfish and I'm not going there for catfish, you right. know? So, um, As a non-fisherman, uh, <laughs> I thought it was interesting when you mentioned fishing, uh, the pier here in Orange Beach, which is actually in Gulf Shores, there, the, it's a beautiful big pier. It goes, oh, uh, I don't know, would you say like a quarter of a mile out into the ocean? Yeah. Yeah, maybe a quarter of a mile. Okay. Yeah. And um, people fish off of that. Okay. I lived in California. I've seen people fishing off of Malibu Pier. I've seen people fishing off of Santa Monica Pier. I've been to other places where people are fishing. Yeah, Redondo, all that. Yeah. Never seen anyone catch a fish. Here, there's like a fish market on that pier. There was. <laughs> it was insane. I literally stopped people to ask them what kind of fish they were slicing and dicing because there's a yeah. whole area where you can- cut your own fish and clean it. And they were big ones. I saw one guy have a little baby and it was like a smaller fish. And I was like, oh, I'll just throw it back. But you know, I'm not going to tell him that. But uh, and then there was other people who had like big fish that you knew they were going to have that for dinner tonight. And yeah. I had no problem walking up to them. It was the first time in my adult life where I have actually seen people catch the fish. I yeah. hear about it. I see it in photos. I see it on Facebook. I see it on Instagram. But I actually for Myself, my own two eyes, people were pulling fish out of the water that was huge. Yeah, we saw at least 10 fish get caught in the it time that we were there. We were only there for about a half an hour. Yeah, and this is minutes. like the regular standard Gulf Shores Pier. This yeah. isn't like some podunk back area that's like a hidden secret. No, people were like going where the tourists go and they were catching big fish. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're going to be a fisherman, you got to know what you're bringing home, I guess. But other than that, it seems that area like seems safe. It, it, yeah, it was obviously plentiful there. But so when we went to Fairhope, I had said to you, I could live in Fairhope, but I've actually thought about it now and I can't live in Fairhope because the sidewalks roll up and the shops close at five. So as beautiful as Fairhope is, I have to say, um, maybe it would be like a second home in the summer, but even then you can't swim in the water. So you have a summer house, but you can't swim at the beach. So I've never seen you get in fresh water. It doesn't matter. If I'm paying that much money, I want the option. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I guess so. Because it's one of those things that you know when you buy the house and you can't swim, you're going to want to swim. You're going to want to swim. Oh, for sure. I'm going to want to get in that water the minute I know I can't. She's not. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> so Fairhope was out, but beautiful. And I would say go visit. But you can afford a home in Orange Beach, even though the ones that we were looking at yeah. that you would notice like, you know, in certain areas of Orange Beach are 1.2, 1.3. There's new housing here that was coming up at like $500,000. There's also condos that you could purchase for $500,000 easily. I know a condo is not something that we've talked about. HOAs are a little high, but when you look at how much people are getting for the rental of the condos and their beachfront property- yeah. I could do Orange Beach 
as a second house for beachfront property and just rent it out the other eight months out of the year and come here when it's less desirable. That's how much I loved Orange Beach. If you have the means, yeah, I highly recommend it. So I would never move to a beach community, personally, if I couldn't afford to have a house near the beach. But there are plenty of bodies of water around here. Like we were talking about intercoastals, we were talking about lakes and ponds. Can't swim in those though, so what's the point? You can't, but you can still have a house on the water. I don't want a house on the water if I can't swim in it. Okay. Well, you can't afford to live in Orange Beach. So let me just give you that news flash right now. <laughs> I know. You can afford a condo here, maybe, like you a said, condo, a right. two-bedroom condo. You can rent it out. You'll be paying about $48,000 a year for your mortgage. And if you're wise about when and who you're renting it out to, you can make about 64000 So when we broke it down in the car right. quickly, rough, fuzzy math, uh-huh. we realized you can make about $22,000 a year or something like and that. And that's a nice and condo. And your mortgage is paid for. Yeah. Right. And that, that wasn't like- And you're a, turning a profit. The only way we could do that if we wanted to do that was- a condo. And where, where's the princess going to live the rest of the year? <laughs> I don't know. She's just like wishing up beach houses. Like, oh, no. Because it's like, could you live here? I'll do the, uh, yeah, of course you could live here. I could live here, live here. You I really could, could? I could do 12 months out of the year. Oh, I mean, you- I would never do 12 months out of the year anywhere, but I could do the bulk of my time here in Orange Beach. I couldn't. We'll take your ass on up to Fairhope then. <laughs> I'll see you in two months. See you in I'll two see. Months. I'll see you for see two you months. Never. S- see you never. <laughs> see you never. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I do want to mention before we get too far down the pipe. Turns out Magnolia Springs. Did you know? Uh, is a sort of developed community uh-huh. that's being built up right now and patterned after a city with which we are familiar, Seaside. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. And I looked and on the That's insane. on the eastern side of Magnolia Seaside Springs. Seaside is so expensive. I imagine Magnolia Springs will probably grow to that one day because Can it's- Can you swim at the beach? It's a, No, it's inland. Um, to rewind quickly, when Denise and I were traveling all the way from Seattle down to Florida, we stopped in Panama City. Mm-hmm. While we were in Panama City, there's an adjacent city, and I believe Cousin Judy told you about this as well. Who told you about this? Oh, seaside. Uh, a client of mine told me. And Vicky. And Vicky. Our sister-in-law. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we went to Seaside. It was really cool. Oh, Everyone gets around on bicycles, but like the old fashioned beach cruisers. It yeah. was awesome. You could see there were little alleys all leading toward the town square where all the restaurants were. There's yeah. some great restaurants there too. Excellent. Little stores. You yeah. like the shops. Yeah. Uh, it was Very a good quaint, vibe. quaint. Really quaint. Yeah. It's just a square. I mean, there's no downtown to seaside. It's like yeah. literally a square uh, that you go to, but really cute and just the- Beach properties were just so pretty. I mean, the colors, the shingles, just what do you call it? The shutters, the shutters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The shutters, not shingles, the shutters. Uh, Just really cute. Yeah. So all that said, don't sleep on Magnolia Springs if you're thinking about retiring or coming or relocating to the South somewhere. I would say it's worth a look to head toward Southern Alabama and check out this community if you're so inclined. Should we go? I think we should definitely check it out. Oh, yeah, before okay. we leave. What were the houses houses starting at? Uh, like four fifty to seven fifty in that range. Totally within wow. our wheelhouse, we yeah. could do this something like that. I would think. 
and I, you know, various sizes. I don't know. I just I was zoomed out on Zillow. I saw the prices. I looked at a handful of houses. It's a lot of new construction, which gives me pause a little bit. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a country boy. I'm not really into HOAs. I'm not really into subdivisions. Like you hate subdivisions. I'm not into any of that stuff. So that would give me a little pause, but it's worth a look. Okay, that's okay. my so tip. Back to Orange Beach. Back to Orange Beach. Okay, so we're here. Uh, I feel like we've done quite a bit. I feel like we've done almost everything that you could do in Orange Beach. Uh, so Orange Beach is pretty spread out. Um, it's it's really great for being outside. I mean, that's really yeah. not not only just the beach though. They have a beautiful state park with twenty six miles of walking and biking paths, and uh, and we did that one day. Oh, we did. Yeah. How's your tush? It's pretty sore. <laughs> Instead of renting bikes, we chose the community free bikes. <laughs> Why don't you try something that the locals do? Mine was like, I swear to God, my bicycle was held together by three bolts and none of them were tightened. Uh, and my wheel was really wobbly. I had no tread on my tires. <laughs> you didn't. You did a little bit. <laughs> and you got on yours and you were like zooming away. I felt like I was on one of those stationary bikes. Uh -huh. Like, you know, they had the fan wheels or whatever. Like my, yours wasn't my shit was not turning at all. It was like, <laughs> I, I was like trucking behind. I'm trying to hold the GoPro. I'm trying to do it. And, I, and um, the tray, I know you said, well, they're supposed to stay straight or whatever, but they had like a tray built in on the front of it. So you could put like a backpack or something. But normally when you turn the handlebars, you, everything turns at once, but my tray would stay straight. <laughs> So it gave me this optical illusion. Like I would look under the tray and see my tires sticking out. Like I, it was very rickety. Were you going cross-eyed? very rickety. I was very, I, I really did think I was going to wipe out and do the splits or something, but. Did you go cross-eyed? Happy I didn't. It was, I didn't go cross-eyed, but, but I just. But looking at the tray, I, like I looking not, at the basket. I know what you're, no, I did not go cross-eyed. Okay, so okay, yeah. No, I'm answering your question. No, I did not. Uh, I did not go cross-eyed. All right, that would have been funny. But I was super wobbly the whole time. Like if you were on this bike the whole time and you were <laughs> you were okay. cross-eyed. <laughs> oh, you really fixated on that all of a sudden. Yeah, that was so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so here's what happened. I have to tell you. You you show up to the park and it's a bike share and you you use an app to get to the bikes. Yep. But before you get to the bike share building, there's an actual bike rental building. With and, real bikes. Yeah. So, okay. We, we rode on real, real bikes too. But I hopped out of the car because I wanted to find out, was this the place to get the free bikes? Like I didn't realize it was a bike share. I just knew it was free bikes. The, the, the park offered it. Utilize it. So I walk up to this bike store and in the park and I ask her, oh, is this where you get the free bikes? Because I noticed prices everywhere. And I was like, this is odd. Like, why are they, why are there prices? And she said, no, that's the building like 45 feet away from mine. She said, no, you got to go get those shitty bikes over there. No, she did not say that. She said, the, she goes, no, that's next door, which was a building that was maybe like 45 feet down the road, you know, next to her, whatever. Okay. So she didn't sell herself very well because I said to her, what is the difference between the bikes you're renting at $25 a bike or the free bikes? And all she said is, our bikes are better. <laughs> That's what she said. Wait, let me do my narrator voice. And it turns out she was right. So she says, deadpan, our bikes are better, right? Just like that. And so I'm sitting in my head going, Okay, she's not giving me a lot of details, right? So maybe 
if she's the owner, I'm going to ditch the free rental and I'll, I'll, I want to support a local business. So then I say to her, oh, so is this your place? Do you own it? And she says, no. So I said, all right, I'm going to go check out Sounds the free like bikes. Sounds like personality you oh, were yeah. talking to here. I literally could not believe that she let me walk out the door because it was so perplexing. And then I thought, well, this owner obviously hasn't trained her well. Like what's happening here? How is this place going to stay in business? Because she never even once said, our seats are soft. The pedals spin better. We have tread on our we tires. We have actual brakes. So anyway, so I left there thinking, how many people have walked out of that bike store and gotten the free bikes because this woman couldn't take the time to like sell me on the bike? That was just bad business. I don't think they're going to be open much longer. They seem to be doing very fine. They had e-bikes zipping all around the the, the <laughs> lake. This for lazy people. They, we were not doing yeah, yeah. an e-bike, okay? No, I, I'm not saying they were renting. They were renting bikes. Okay. Oh. Like shooting fish in a barrel. They had regular oh. bikes. In fact, on the gray gunmetal bikes that we were riding around, I only saw like two other people the entire oh, time. You're around. crazy. There were no way. Okay, we're not going down the set. We're we not are. going down this you because seventy. V- You're worried about this place staying in business, and I'm telling you, ninety percent <laughs> no, of the bikes around the lake not. that day absolutely were rented from I this place. I saw so many shitty basket bikes. No, I would say seventy-five percent of the bikes I saw. If I saw thirty bikes, oh, easily twenty of them were the free bikes. You, how do you know? You were freaking cross-eyed the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we did that, and it was a good six miles, and. The seats were so uncomfortable. I had to do that thing where you stand up on the pedals while you're pedaling to give my butt a rest because it was like sitting on a brick seat. Literally, there was no cushion on the seat. There was the leather black, but I think the cushion had just worn away underneath. I mean, I think the other place could do a little better in terms of salesmanship, but yeah, I think they're going to be fine. With those bikes next door, I think they're going to be fine. Whatever. Okay. We did a six-mile ride. And um, it was really pretty. And the one yeah, thing I learned about- When we weren't struggling, it was really great. Uh-huh, when I wasn't standing up. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. The um, one thing that I learned about Gulf Shores uh, State Park was they have cottages. Yeah. They have a campground. They have beautiful wooden bridges that you can walk over. I mean, just- Kayaking. Kayaking. Yes. Yeah. I forgot about the kayaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really, really pretty. Like what a beautiful place to have for people that come to visit. I mean, it, it was so nice. And then- um, no, We got seafood. We, we ate a little picnic in the park. Tell okay. them about that. So there's a couple of places here like this. It's one of two that I'm aware of that um, you go in and they already have the shrimp boiled for you. They already have- are those crabs, those little those things? Those places are called no. seafood markets. Go on. Oh, okay. Seafood markets. And um, you just go in. They're already cooked and they weigh them for you, put them in a container and you can walk out the door. Uh, so that's like a thing here. So they have a couple of different markets like that and they already have like uh, fresh made uh, coleslaw and you can get potato salad to go. The only thing that I think is so weird out of these markets is there are no picnic tables. So you have your shit in your hand, but there's nowhere to eat and you're not going to like smell up your car. Yeah. So you have to like... Get in the car and you have to go find a picnic table. So to me, I'm like, put out a picnic table. You're selling this to go. That's your business model. Put out a couple picnic tables. There was a bench or two, but that was it in front of the one place. Yeah, I had shrimp and it was the most delicious shrimp I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah. And I asked them about this shrimp because I wanted to know 
how is it tender? Like it literally melted in your mouth. And you know, anyone who's had shrimp, you have to bite it and it can be a little crunchy. And sometimes if it's overcooked, chewy. it can also be chewy. I hope it's not crunchy. Yeah, sometimes I've that had- That means you're eating the shell. No, sometimes I have eaten I have eaten shrimp where I bite into it and there's like a crunch because it was so overcooked. So I asked them, not just chewy, crunchy. So if I- you say so. So I asked them, how is it so soft and melts in your mouth buttery? And I said, how do you cook this? And they said, it's not the way we prepared it. It's the shrimp. And I'm like, what? And so they explained that it's like a red shrimp. And I'm like, there's a difference. But it's red shrimp and they get it from Louisiana. And um, Louisiana. What I say? Louisiana. Okay. Louisiana. You did not say Louisiana. I said Louisiana. You did. I did. We're going to do this. We're in the South right now. <laughs> so you say Louisiana. Try right. and fit in, honey. Try and fit in. I was, I was at a fish market that the locals go to, okay? Fair enough. So I do st- I do think that we stick out like sore thumbs, though, wherever oh, we, we go. Oh, we absolutely do. Are you kidding? Especially when, <sighs> especially when you're like, so a bushwhacker, is that like a Southern thing? And everybody at the bar looks at you and then goes back to what they're doing. <laughs> I don't think I said it like that. No, I don't think so. God. I don't think I said it like that. I did think- It doesn't think matter. I know I stick out like a sore thumb here too. I try to figure out why. Like, why are we sticking out like a sore thumb? Is it the clothes we're wearing? Is it the way we're talking? What is it? And I, I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, we've gotten off an airplane before and seen my relatives in Ohio and they're like, you guys look like you're from LA. And I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that no. I know there's an insult in there somewhere. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're low-key like nut uh-huh. punching you. Oh, totally. It's kind of yeah. like bless your heart. Oh, okay. I just realized that bless your heart means F you. I don't know if it means exactly F you. It means you're you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. It could mean F you. If they say it as they're walking away, I think it's an F you. If they say it, no, bless your heart, honey. The sweaters are over there. Then I got to really think if I've had a bless your heart, I may have. I'm sure you have. Don't be so sure, but I may have. I'm confident you have. (laughs) Um, And then I learned too. Okay, so I learned what a bushwhacker was because I thought it was an animal. And I learned it's a drink. And it's really quite delicious. And then I learned that you can It's a pina colada with chocolate in it, by the way. So if you've ever been to Mexico at a resort and had a dirty monkey, it's the same drink. No, because dirty monkey has a banana. The bushwhacker does not. You say the bushwhacker has no, no banana no, in it? No, not at all. Okay. Then it is different. I stand corrected. Uh, okay. So I had a- bo- You were right for the first time this episode. Go on. You can think that. Um, okay, so I also learned Alabama will get their fish from Louisiana, but do not talk about LSU when you're here. It, it really is the LSU, Alabama. It's like the equivalent of Ohio State, Michigan, if you're into sports. Oh, got it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, uh, anyway, I, yeah. I, I don't have that problem. I'm not going to say no. roll tide anywhere. So yeah. uh, I don't even know what that means. All right, guys, what's up? Just wanted to take a quick break and thank you for all the interaction you give us on social media, your comments, your subscribes, all of the reviews you're leaving us on the various platforms where you can find us. This week, we'd like to give a shout out to one of our very special listeners. Hi, Stacy. Stacy. <laughs> Stacy Evans has been with us from the beginning and she yep. is 
so much fun to uh, communicate with. She leaves messages for us on YouTube, which she communicates with you quite a bit. Yeah, I do a lot of the YouTube comments. I don't really get into the Instagram and all that other no, stuff but she, too much. But she'll, yeah. yeah, she'll leave me messages on Instagram. She's so um, excited about our episodes, really gives us a lot of uh, a lot of wonderful feedback. So we're just, we're grateful to have Stacy as a listener. And uh, thank you so much for your support, Stacy. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we are super grateful for people just like you. Now, back to the episode. So we've experienced quite a bit of Orange Beach. We even did something super, super touristy, which ended up not being touristy at all. And the first night that we came here, your friend Greg mentioned a restaurant called Lulu's, yeah. which is owned by um, Jimmy Buffett's sister. Lucy Buffett. Lucy Buffett. Yes. And he was telling us how the wait is three hours. And we're like, okay, we're never going there. And the minute we hear anything touristy, we're like out because we want to just really experience what the locals experience. Then while I'm here, of course, I check with my food bloggers and a couple of them mentioned Lulu's. And one of them specifically said, I know you think it's a tourist trap, yeah, but it's actually not. A lot of locals go and you should check it out. So we felt like same as Savannah. Plenty of locals go to the places that are popular. So give it a try. And against our better judgment, we went to Lulu's. Yeah. uh, When you show me the photos of the website, it looked like a literal hell on earth. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. The last place a couple of empty nesters would want to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There are kids all over the website doing kids stuff, arcades, playing games, all that. I'm like, you know what? Pass the curve on that. Totally pass the curve on that. Not my joint anymore. And then we went. <laughs> and it was damn good, I must say. It was. It was a good vibe. Amazing. Like, we didn't want to leave amazing. It was, first of all, it's an well, off First season. of all, you crushed two bushwhackers. Once I figured out it wasn't an animal. You drank the first one like it was a glass of water and you had just been in the desert uh-huh. like, for 40 days. The poor waitress, she went to one end of the bar and came back. And was like, what just yeah. happened? And I was like, I'll have another. And I don't even drink. Like, it was just that good. I was like, okay, I know what all the hoopla is about. This the hoopla. Week. The hoopla. I like it. There's a guy singing. We knew they'd have live music. So we kind of thought that, okay, if all else, no matter how terrible it is with the touristy part of it, the food is going to be shitty. Um, there's live music and we both love live music. Yeah. So like, okay, we'll endure. Literally, we both thought we're going to endure for the show. Yeah. (laughs) But we got there and uh, this three hour wait, because we are in non-season, I presume, evaporated quickly. We had no wait really at all. We signed up. They they took our names down and told us it'd be 30 minutes. So we said, okay, we walk inside to get a drink. And sure enough, there were two stools right at the end of the bar. We grabbed those. The waitress came down and said, yeah, you can eat here if you want. So Uh we canceled our reservation and we just stayed at the bar. Yeah. And so the menu, I'm not going to lie. The menu looks like regular, like, you know, run of the mill food. But the it reminded is- me of if you've ever been to the restaurant Islands where the where you get cheeseburgers Burgers. of all kinds or whatever. Uh, it reminded me of those menus so much. It did. But they had entrees that were legit looked good. The yeah, southern food. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and the prices are super reasonable. I cannot stress this enough. Uh, I mean, like a kid's meal was inexpensive. I think they had chicken tenders for like $8. Yeah. Uh, but even, you know, us as adults, I ordered the shrimp and grits, which is normally like a $25 plate elsewhere. And there it was, I think, $16. It was it was so reasonably priced. 
And normally when I get my shrimp and grits wherever I go and I've ordered it several times, it comes on a shallow bowl, like a shallow bowl or even a plate. And it'll be a layer of grits with maybe seven shrimp, you know, on top of it. Oh my gosh. I got these shrimp and grits. I've never had shrimp and grits this good. First of all, it came in a soup bowl. Okay. So it looked like gumbo. And so you it thought did, it was gumbo. Because it had gumbo. the andouille sausage and everything in it. And I it thought had, it was gumbo. I said, you got the wrong order. And they I thought I did too. Thing. And so it had corn in it. It had all kinds of stuff. So as I'm mixing it, I'm like, oh, here are the grits at the bottom. I got to tell you, it was the most delicious shrimp and grits I've ever had. And when I asked the waitress about it, she just said, this is how we do it in this area of the South. She said, our shrimp and grits has a lot of broth. And that's what it was. And yeah. I... what I. It was the best. I'm not even going to lie. It was the best. I don't even know where I'm, how am I ever going to get this again? We're going to have to go back to Lulu's. Good news for you. Well, first off, let me say what I ordered. I, when we were in Key West a couple weeks back, I had the song Cheeseburger in Paradise in my head the entire time, (laughs) knowing full well I was in Jimmy Buffett territory. Uh And I never ordered my Cheeseburger in Paradise when we were there. So that's actually what I got at Lulu's last night. It was fine. It was like very middle of the road burger. Great, fine, nothing wrong with it, but also nothing to write home about. I was happy I ordered it. Oh, good. Uh, But uh, the good news for you is there are two other uh, Lulu's. What? One is in Destin, Florida, which I think is just east of here. Maybe an hour. It's very popular. Yeah. Uh And there's another one in Myrtle beach, South Carolina. Oh, we're going. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be as good. I'm ordering the shrimp and grits when I go. Uh, and so Lucy, she is quoted as saying being Jimmy Buffett's sister is the least interesting thing about me. And you know what? She's kind of right. She uh, started out, she was married at a young age, uh, divorced at a young age, was always good at cooking. She's about seven years younger than Jimmy and the rest of her siblings. Uh, So she was kind of always sort of on her own, Uh, had a knack for cooking early on. And um, she's lived everywhere from like the Key Key West. She moved to New Orleans for a time. She said she was a yuppie briefly. Uh, But then somewhere in that range, she actually was referred by Jimmy, who was then a popular musician. We're talking like this is mid 80s, early Uh 80s. Jimmy Buffett referred her to work for a production for a film called The Mosquito Coast. I never saw it. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with it. No. Turns out a guy named Harrison Ford was on the movie. Oh, yeah. That's a really po- – okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, wait. I know okay. there's a big name attached to that movie. So Harrison Ford and his wife were basically living on a ship or on a boat uh, and loved every crew member except for the chef. And Jimmy Buffett referred his sister to replace the chef. I'm serious. And Lucy went to work for Harrison Ford on this boat. After that, she moved to Southern California. She was definitely into catering and doing all that stuff for productions, but she was also an aspiring screenwriter. Are you serious? Yeah, crazy, right? Oh my so gosh. So then around, uh, I think it was late 90s, mid 90s, something like that, they grew up incidentally right around the bay in Mobile, Alabama. Okay. So the Buffett family grew up there. Okay. Uh, turns out that uh, the mother, I think it was the mother, the matriarch of the family was not was in poor health. And so Lucy moved back to Mobile to help take care of mom. While she was there, she bought a, she talked Jimmy and another investor into giving her $50,000. She bought a bait shop and a hamburger stand 
on Weeks Bay, which is not far from here. I think I want to say that was in Fairhope. Okay. I may have that wrong. But anyway, it was somewhere sort of north here, north of the coast. Weeks Bay is Fairhope. Yeah. Okay. So that's where it was. And she had that for four or five years, met an executive who kept asking her out on a date, but because she was running her own business, she kept ignoring him, ignoring him. Turns out he was an executive, a former executive. I think he was retired. Uh, he was an executive of Krispy Kreme Donuts. Are you serious? Talked her into buying the property that we went to. Okay, hold on. There's a dessert on the menu that's a Krispy Kreme. Yep. Oh my gosh. Okay, continue. Yeah. The Krispy Kreme bread pudding. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Right. So he talks her into buying talks this property. Talks her into buying this property. In and she's Beach. free. So her lease was up on the on the thing and rather than on the burger bait shop. And rather than renewing it, he talks her into going to the Gulf Shore location Gulf Shore. where were they we dating? were. dating? At this point they were. Okay. Yeah. And so he talks her into buying it and she's freaking out. Like it's all of a sudden 400. That restaurant that we were in sits 450 people. I don't know if you yeah. realize it or not. It's um, really big. I thought that was a bigger, like where we were sitting, I guess I just didn't see the full scope of the I place. I wouldn't have but, thought 450. I would have thought maybe 200. But anyway, so she's freaking out. She's like, oh, this is a big thing. Like this is a big- I can't do this. Yeah. It's a big bite to chew. Uh, but he talks her into it. You got to be somewhere? <laughs> what the hell is that? What are you doing? It's a timer. For it's what? It's an alarm. To tell me when to shut up? Uh-huh. Turn that off. I'm just getting started. It's off. Go ahead. Jesus. So, uh, 450 seats. She buys this property, right? Fat Tuesday of 2004. And you'll have to forgive me. I'm not from the South, so I can't remember when Fat Tuesday exactly is. But I'm pretty sure it's the Tuesday before Easter every year, right? Bless your heart. Jesus, bless my heart. Anyway, in 2004, it's opening day. She hired a chef. Because although her own gumbo recipe is like really well known on the West Coast, here in Alabama, you name it, wherever she's cooked this for people, whether it's in her own kitchen or in a restaurant setting, people are dying for this, right? The gumbo that you ate. I had I had shrimp and grits. Oh right, never mind. I thought it was gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> it look, I don't know. Could so, have been. Go anyway, ahead. anyway. Uh, so everybody loves her gumbo, right? And so um, she has a few of the recipes I think that are the same from when she was serving them at her bait shop. Okay. Uh, but the chef she hired changed the whole menu. Well, she had to know this ahead of time, so this isn't like a surprise. It's not. But what is a surprise is he doesn't show up on the opening day. Did he have like the flu? No what the idea. Hell? No idea. So she quickly pivots, takes her old menu from the bait shop and photocopies it. There are thou- literally a thousand people waiting outside to get in on opening this is, day. This is urban legend. This is bullshit. This is the story. Okay. Let me hear it. You talked to Lucy about it. I don't know. Okay. I'm just telling this sounds you, like an urban legend I'm in the making. I'm just telling you what I read. There's a thousand people. She goes back to the old menu and the place explodes and it's what we see today. The three different locations, uh, obviously expanding from just a restaurant setting on, you know, uh, we're on, the bay. on the waterfront. Yeah. So she's at a marina, this, this spot that we went to in yeah. Gulf Shores. I, I said Orange Beach, so yeah. um, I apologize, but it was in Gulf Shores, which is the neighboring town. Um, so it's, it's on a marina and it isn't just a restaurant though like you have to describe it's a it's an entertainment complex yeah entertainment complex that's the word it is incredible so not only is the food good yeah but her vision like okay was it 
always this space. I'm not sure what the original vision was. I think it was just originally the restaurant. a restaurant. But because there's always a weight there, maybe they put in a volleyball court. They have a beach where volleyball can court. Play. They have a beach volleyball court. Mm-hmm. They have a climbing apparatus like there aren't zip lines, but you attach to the climbing ar- apparatus yes. as if you were on a zip. Like it goes up pretty high. Yeah. Uh, there have- were kids climbing all over that. People, adults climbing all over yeah. that. They yeah. have an arcade. Yeah. There, I believe there's kayaking on the river uh, where you can oh, rent kayaking, okay. kayaks and all that. I don't know if it's part of the complex or not. But anyway, there are like five or six booth. things. They, they have a photo booth. booth. They have all a gift shop the size of yeah. like, the gift shops the size of a grocery store. I mean, they- So you get there at 11 a.m. on a Saturday afternoon yep. with the kids. Put your name down. Put your name down right away. In two and a half hours, you can eat. (laughs) But uh, in the meanwhile, the kids have plenty to do. You eat and then they can play or do whatever a little more. They had someone doing caricatures there, caricatures. Oh, yeah, caricatures. I mean, they they have – it was incredible. So you could, if you wanted, spend an afternoon there. And fly by and then have really good food. Yeah. And – uh, it's not just Lulu's around here. There are plenty of go-kart tracks. There are plenty of arcades. There are plenty of things for kids to do. Yeah, this everywhere. is very much a family. Family oriented. Yeah. So if you're a, a couple, this probably isn't the spot for you. Like he and I enjoyed it because we've had kids. So it's like kind of fun to see, you know, them having fun and and we don't mind it. But I don't know if it's just like if you're coming away for a romantic weekend, I'm not sure if Orange Beach is the place unless you stay in your hotel room. Well, I think there are some there are some up, upscale restaurants here, too. Oh, you could certainly well, of go course. to if you're I mean, going to do that or, you know, wine bars or whatever. You can find that stuff here. It runs the gamut of price. So you're right. You can get a reasonable meal for a family of, you know, four or five. And then you can go to a very expensive restaurant for a couple. Absolutely. I'm just saying the feel here, they really gear it toward families because everything closes at nine o'clock and bars aren't open so late. Yeah. So to your point, we left Lulu's. Uh We didn't even want to leave. but We didn't. But you were like, I want to check out this other place. And we could see it from one of the intersection corners where they have a huge stage where there's a band playing. Like like every single night we drove past this thing and there was a band playing up there. It's a concert-sized stage. This is not like a restaurant. This is an outdoor venue. It's called The Hangout. Uh Uh, And so we... Left Lulu's, we got into the parking lot of the hangout. It was we get out. It was so cheesy. And right away, I forget what song was playing, wobble, wobble, or whatever. Yeah. Move to the left, move to the right. Like dude screaming on a microphone, uh-huh, right? Like, like an MC, uh, come on, we want to see you shake it, and all this other stuff. Uh, and then he said, Okay, guys, it's your turn. And we're walking toward the restaurant. And I'm like, okay, this is where the riffraff is. Yeah, for sure. This is Daytona Beach, this is Cabo San Lucas. Wet like, t- T-shirt contest. Here we come. Yep, exactly. And it's like I hear him saying, "Okay, guys, shake it. Let's now. It's your turn to to shake that tushy or whatever he was saying." And I was like, "Oh, this is. I, why did we leave Lulu's?" <laughs> <laughs> so we enter the complex. We go in there. Uh, there's a shop off on the side. There's an ice cream parlor. There are all these things. It's all uh, outdoors. You know, it, it's mostly outdoors. Yes. But there is, you know, you walk up the stairs to the restaurant. So the, the restaurant is actually higher than the, the patio wherever you come in. Yeah. And so we climb the stairs fully expecting to see sort of college spring breakers, Completely. people getting hammered and all this other stuff, just judging by what the the, the MC was saying and, and the music that was playing and everything. We get up and we cross the threshold to see <laughs> who's in this big restaurant. And what did we see? Little kids standing on tables dancing. Yeah. 
<laughs> little kids. Denise was so enamored oh, right away. I was like, this God. was not what I was expecting not when we all. walked up here. Not at all. And then it was like also um, people were dancing in the aisles between the tables. Yeah. But it was like like teenage kids and like families and moms. And it was the yeah. cutest thing. And yeah, there's some ladies celebrating their girlfriend's birthday or whatever. It yeah. was so cute. I I just, I wanted to stay. I, I This was not what we expected. Yeah. So we did stay for a little while. We There's did. a little foam party they have going on and on the one the- side where the kids would run through the foam and all that. The whole time, Denise just kept saying, this is the cutest thing. I can't believe we never knew about this when our kids were growing up. It really would have been a great place to bring them. Oh, I'm so disappointed that we didn't because they would have loved it. Uh, just everything about Orange Beach is just geared toward kids. This place, Lulu's, I mean, and it's not... Disneyland cheesy. It's like just fun. I can't explain it. So, so we're inside this restaurant where all the kids are on the tables dancing and they're playing this wobble, wobble, wobble song. It was so <laughs> cute. And then, um, that the, the MC stopped and then the live band, yeah. they were on a little break and they started playing and they were 80s cover for like, you know, Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard. So it was yeah. like rock and roll 80s. Yeah. And then, but the outside area, they had a little dance space, but then beyond it was all sand and these Aradoc, Arondike? Arondoc. Adirondack. Yeah. Those chairs, they had those all in the sand. So then the adults could sit there. But first of all, there's police there. Yeah. They have um, a gate all around the complex. So you could literally- Sit there, watch this adult band, have a little cocktail, and your kids could play in the foam. They could play in, they had cornhole, they had um, like beanbag, they had um, kids getting little um, feathers in oh, their they had hair. Henna and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they had yeah, henna. For little so, girls. I mean, there was, they had this like hanging contest where you could like do a hang bar and like see how long you could hang. I mean, just if you don't want to be around kids, probably not the place for you. But as a family, as two parents, I'm kind of bummed that we didn't know about Orange Beach and Gulf Shores 10 years ago. I think our kids would have gone bonkers over it. I think there are plenty of things to do for adults. I, I will agree with you. Like if you're everything the, close at 10 though. If you're the type that hates kids, don't come here. Like, <laughs> but if you're the type that's like, oh, kids are fine, whatever, I don't care, then uh you're going, I mean, you can definitely find something to do here. I do think there are probably some bars that are open a little later. Okay. The biggest thing though is in this environment, like the whole place is just chill the whole time you're here. For sure. It's pretty decompressing being here in Orange Beach. It is chill. You are right. Even being on their main freeway, the Perdido Beach Boulevard. Yeah. I mean, it still feels chill. I think one of the reasons for that is, I'm guessing, but- uh, Do you think it's because we're off season? Definitely. It's slower here. I mean- But the attitude is chill too. It's weird because I think it's because to your earlier point, there's no like downtown area. There's no way like there are sea bluffs that are protected in between some of the hotels. So it's like oh. there's just a natural separation there where it's like yeah, that's you kind of have to get in your natural car. Separation, it's yeah. not like Vegas where people are walking around all hours of the day or even Daytona Beach. Well, Panama City, we were there during off season also, but yeah. it was still very busy. Like still people walking around. It's yeah. It, it just, was a little more condensed, though. Like there were a agreed. lot more That's places to walk yeah. around. Whereas yeah. Alabama, here it's a little more stretched. Like everything's a little more stretched out. Yeah. Did you notice that um, that when you when you look at a map, like mm-hmm. Florida takes over a shit ton of property? 
it that does. could really be Alabama. Like, because yeah. this orange really sits on the border. I mean, like literally like you're right on the border of Florida. Uh, so I mean, while you were sleeping in this morning, oh, yeah. I found out why. Oh, tell it to me. So originally, Georgia was three times the size of what it currently is. And it included all the landmass that was Alabama and Mississippi going all the way to the Mississippi River, right? That okay. was Georgia. So imagine Georgia almost like probably half the size of Texas. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. Um, but uh, they decided to break up the states. Alabama was never a coastal state, though, because the strip of land south of Georgia that was not in the Florida panhandle that whole strip of land leading to Texas was actually inhabited by Spanish occupants. And it wasn't until the United States kicked them out and basically took that land. We annexed that land. They gave it up. I won't say it was by force, but they knew they were kind of outnumbered at Uh that point. So they ceded the land to us. And there was about, so then all of a sudden we had an extra 120 miles of coastal land. They split it evenly between Alabama and Mississippi. So each yeah. Um, each each state got 60 uh, miles worth of coastline. And now all of a sudden we had a port at the Mississippi. We kicked the Spaniards out and Alabama had 60 miles of coastline. There was a that battle. Doesn't account, there, there was a There was a back and forth for a while because Alabama said, hey, Florida, you know what? You should give us our... Uh, the remaining part of our yeah. coastline. But Florida was like, no, it was ours first. And that's it. They just never gave it up. That's why the Florida panhandle exists. It makes no sense. It was sense. originally part of Florida. It should really be part of Alabama. It should, but Florida did not want to yield it. <laughs> all right. Anyway, all that to say, back to the original question, everything we've laid out here, you want to change your answer on whether or not you could live here? Yeah, I still can't live here. I can only do it part of the time, not the whole time. No, I can't. Okay. There's not enough community. I'm keeping my answer too. Okay. My answer is I could totally live here in this area somewhere. It's a great town. I think the houses are affordable in certain areas, more more affordable in some areas than others. Uh, but no matter what, you're going to get a really nice, potentially even new house for a re- really reasonable price. And Alabama is the third best state to retire in in the United it States. Is. It's true. It is the third best state to retire in for sure. Um, you only need, what is it, $67,000 you have to make $67,000 a year. And I think your retirement is like somewhere- 600K or yeah, something like uh-huh. that. So you can totally so retire. So you have 600K in the bank, you're good to go in, yeah. in the AL. <laughs> you are good to go in the AL. Absolutely. Anyway. So do we want to do our top five and bottom five? Let's do it. You go first. Okay. So my top five. <clears throat> I'm going to grab mine. Okay. Let me grab my phone because I have my little list here. Okay. So my top five, our hotel- our hotel is phenomenal. Best Western Premier. That is one of my top fives. In fact, it's number one. Mm, okay. Number two, the people are really friendly. Uh, everywhere we've gone, people like most places in the South, they are so gracious, having conversations with us. Um, you know, just how are you doing? Where are you from? That whole thing. Yeah. Um, this is kind of funny though. So our waitress, just have to bring this up. Um, interesting thing about Alabama and our waitress that we met in Fair Hope made this make a lot of sense to me. Did you know <laughs> that Alabama was the uh, only state to have a 
Succession Convention. Secession. Yeah, Secession Convention. Did you know that? Like well, they there are the was ones only that- one state. They were the state that yeah. held the secession. Yeah, the convention. Did you know the, that for the secession of the United? Yeah, in Montgomery. I actually did not know that. That was a little tidbit fact that I came across while researching Orange Beach. Yeah, they had their Let's Hate the Government Convention uh, here in Alabama. <laughs> they. It wasn't just let's hate the government. It's like let's leave the country. Oh, yeah. Okay, but it still stands. Because do you remember the conversation we had with the waitress in Fairhope at the restaurant? And uh, she had asked us where we were from, and we were chatting, and I said, how do you like it here? Oh, no, I, I said to her, are you a local? And she said, I am. And before I even asked her, how does she like living here? She said, let me tell you what I like about Alabama. And I said, oh, do tell. Do you remember the first thing she said? They didn't shut down during the pandemic. No, that was not the first thing she said. The first thing she said is Alabamans, Alabamians, don't listen to their government. That was the very first thing she said. And I looked at her and I thought she meant state government. So I was thinking other things in my head, like current current things that have passed recently that really impact women's, women's reproductive rights. So I thought, oh, she's talking about that. No, I was wrong. She was talking about federal government. She said that they, Alabamians, just don't care about their federal government and what they say because they do whatever they want. And she immediately uh, pointed to the pandemic and how they never wore masks. And, um, you know, they they really had, had they just- They were only shut down for three months, yeah. I, it was three weeks, I swear to God. No, it was three months. Yeah, but the way she talked, it, there was no shutdown. So then- I had to ask the question, well, do you know anyone that died? And she took that hard line with her the whole way and said, yep. And I still, I still didn't wear a mask. And I was like, whew, okay. Yeah. So, so coming across this, coming across this little tidbit about how they. <laughs> I don't know if she said she didn't wear a mask. She, she said say, she, she said, she listen said, to me. I heard her. Okay. She said God was going to choose. She did say that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think she wore a mask? I don't I don't remember that being part of the conversation, but no. <laughs> yeah. I mean chances maybe that no, she didn't. So God was gonna choose and okay. he he chose And this is in your top five how? Oh, okay. People are nice. <laughs> People are nice. People are nice. Oh, okay. People are nice. And they People like People are have- nice and they hate their government. Uh-huh. Numbers Pe- two and three. Go on. <laughs> no, just no. Come on. No. People are nice. And they have and and and, and it's just interesting the, the amount of information the Southern people will give you at any any given time. And yeah. Mm-hmm. They're open. You like that? Oh, they do not have a problem telling you exactly how they feel about religion, their government, or you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and they're okay. kind of polite about it. Oh, yeah. The, the bless your heart thing. Yeah. They oh. say it in a very, very Southern way. I like it. Okay. So uh, the beach is my third. The beach is beautiful. White sand, beautiful beaches. Uh, again, hotels aren't on top of each other here in Orange Beach. You have lots of room to, uh, to walk around and enjoy. Uh, the fourth... Thing that I love is the state park at Gulf Shores. Again, 26 miles of biking, walking paths, uh, cottages you can rent, uh, campsites, just places to eat, kayaking. It's a must. If you're going to come to Orange Beach, you have to come here at least for a couple of hours to Gulf Shores State Park and experience it. It's free. So just park your yeah. car. There's not even a fee for parking. Uh, and then the fifth one was Lulu's. I cannot... I cannot stress enough how Lulu's was so not what we expected and um, a great place to go. If you're here, check it out. 
Okay. That's your top five. Yep. Why don't you give us your bottom five? <laughs> so then I can give everybody mine. Oh, okay. All right. My bottom five. Go ahead. It was hard because I did like this place, even though I would never live here permanently for 12 months out of a year. Um, I, I still found it hard for, um, five things I didn't like. But the first one is that you have to drive everywhere. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm looking for a small town community where you can walk. This is not one of them. It's, it's, you know, at least it's, like Orange Beach is not walking. No, we, we compared a lot to Florida beach towns like, you know, uh, Panama City, uh, Daytona. You can walk around those. This is not one of those where you can mm-hmm. walk around. You need a car. Um, also, uh, public transportation. So, uh, again, not a lot of public transportation apparent. There's no, uh, we saw a couple shuttles, but very, there's no bus stops in front of the hotels. There's no bus stops on, on Perdido beach Boulevard, which is their, their big drag. So when there is, when you have to drive everywhere, there isn't public transportation, you don't get a feel for the people and there is no sense of community. So it's, it's really a vacation spot. There are a couple local events that are, I think are popping off toward the end of this month where our hotel said there will be shuttles, but yeah, to your point, there's not like I don't see any sort of community shuttle running up and down all hours of the day yeah. to get people where they want to be. It feels like Florida, but not. So that's kind of like a bottom. That's in your bottom? It kind of is because I don't <laughs> want it to feel like Florida. I don't want it to feel like Florida. It still feels a little bit like Florida. So that's okay. in my bottom. Um, also, uh, rest. it's a little bit, I feel like Orange Beach is a little bit too touristy for me to live here. That's my bottom. That's like one of my bottoms because I don't want to feel like I'm living in a tourist city. I I did that in LA. I just, I want to, I want to go where everyone knows my name and this will not be the place I feel. So yeah. So for me, um, that's one of my bottoms. And then the other one is just, you know, when you're here, just the restaurants can be a little expensive. Again, nothing like Key West. I'm like Key West was just astronomical, ridiculous. But, uh, but just check when you're here, uh, look at the menus online. A lot of the places on Perdido beach Boulevard can get pricey. You can find reasonable places tucked in between them, but I would just say, um, it, it can be a little bit more on the expensive side if you don't do your research. That's it. But, but there are a lot of options. So that's it. Top and bottom. That's it. Okay. I'm going to start with the bottom just so we can end on a positive note and I can really sell the people at home about living here. Okay. You do it. Okay. So first, uh, bottom five, could use a few more coffee shops. I went to a place this morning called Southern Grind in the Indigo Hotel. I believe there's another Southern Grind up the street somewhere, maybe approaching Foley or somewhere. Uh, It was good. Coffee was fine. It was a cool little quaint restaurant or whatever. There aren't too many like it. So I would say those are fewer and far between. That said, I think it's probably more of like we were talking about a vacation thing. People just caffeinate at their hotel, walk out to the beach with the kids in the morning. So I kind of get it. I just think as a local, if I were to live here, I would probably want a little more on the upscale coffee Okay, open up your own coffee shop. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, I did not like the hall monitor guy on the beach. Oh. When we were trying to build our sandcastles, we are not going to talk some about reason, that. For some reason, he thought that uh, he was uh, in charge of a making public a public beach private, and he said, "Can you guys not build your sandcastles over here? You need to go back over there." And we were like, "Whatever, dude. We didn't want to argue with it. You wanted to argue uh-huh. with him. I went toward him. 
Uh-huh. I went toward I him know. to You're ask him. I coming at him. I was. I you literally. Were doing, you were doing that Chicago thing you uh-huh. do. I was like, what did you just say? I literally said, yeah. what did you just say? And I started walking toward him. Yeah. And then, because I was like, I can't believe what I just heard. And I started walking toward him. And, and he then repeat- your better angels took over and you realized, oh, we got this young girl uh-huh. trying to teach us how to build a sandcastle. Because Maybe we shouldn't get in an argument. I literally was going to build a sandcastle yeah. right in front of his chair. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that guy could like back off a little bit. I just don't even know why he's there to tell you. Like, I understand he's. There to make sure people from other hotels aren't coming and sitting in, like right next to us is a condo mm-hmm. complex. Yeah. So I understand he's there to sort of protect the chairs, make sure people don't sit in them or whatever. I'm still like, it's a public beach. I could do whatever I, I right, want. Right. I totally agree. Um, I would say the one thing I don't like about this hotel is the do not disturb sign on the door, the privacy please okay. marker. And, and this is not just this hotel, this is every hotel we go to. Oh. It is Never 2023. Stay. It's 2023. <laughs> uh-huh. We have cured AIDS. Uh-huh. Elon Musk is building rockets to go to the... All right. That's probably a bad example. <laughs> that explode in midair. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. That's a bad... Scratch that. But okay. anyway, all that to say, we cannot... For, as a society, we mm-hmm. cannot figure out a way to put a do not disturb sign on a hotel door that doesn't blow off every time you open the door. That really bothers you. It does. It's not just this hotel. I think it's an industry-wide problem. We you need, can solve this. We need government intervention. We need funds. We need taxpayers. No, we just need Skip Town All-Stars to make new Do, do Not Disturb signs. There you go. There's we'll your business. Uh, that's a good idea, actually. The other thing I don't like about Orange Beach is the Forrest Gump bikes at the local <laughs> park. <laughs> like oh. that, thing, that, thing, oh. that was brutal. Like you were tore up, I was tore up by the time we it was over. We saved fifty five dollars, though. I feel like it was worth it. I think it would have been a better, much more enjoyable ride without the rickety bicycles. I don't know. I highly recommend. I saw those unless bikes. you're a family of six. If you're a family of six, then no, yeah, by I all means, use the free bike. She was renting. They weren't like phenomenal. This is my bottom five. Okay. Uh, and then I also agree with you. You got to drive everywhere here, so that's actually a good thing, though. In a way, and that's why it kind of makes my top five. Oh. I think there's a great reduction on riffraff here because people aren't driving high or screwed up. There are cops everywhere, all over these streets. Nobody's driving drunk. The Uh, police are everywhere. That is true. People have their manners here. I think a lot of that has to do with not just the police presence, but the fact that large groups of people generally don't congregate around here, I think because of the layout. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah. Okay. And so it's kind of what, wow. it's what worked plays for them. into the family <laughs> environment and the chill vibe. It's worked for them for sure. It, sh- it certainly has. Um, uh, I like Lartigues. Lartigues? <laughs> Lartigues. I like Lartigues Seafood Market. Uh, the guys were super friendly, super helpful. They were. Uh, I actually like Bay Breeze Cafe and Fairhope. In general. Okay. Uh, That's made your top five? That restaurant? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I kind of like the good old boys from Fairhope sitting at the bar and the bartender knew all their names. It was very good old boy. You are right about that. It was uh, very good old boy. And those waitresses had been there from the beginning. I like the place. And I like Fairhope generally as a city. I can see the allure and why people want to move there, especially retirees. It's a much more characteristic, charming place to be. Than some of the places we've seen. That's That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, And then finally, my last top five is the affordability of real estate here. In Orange Beach. 
in Southern Alabama, I would say in general. Okay. If you're just a guy who wants a basic two plus one or three plus two bedroom and you just want to move from Northern Michigan and come down to Alabama and fish the rest of your life. Oh, there's a great spot for you waiting in, in Alberta or Foley or one of these places, super affordable house, a couple true. hundred thousand dollars, 200,000, 300,000. Yeah. We drove in, through Foley yeah. and that you get a lot of property and the houses were like you said, 200, absolutely two and three for a big piece of property. Yeah. Put your fishing boat in the in the driveway, the front yard, like a like a true wake southerner. Wake up, <laughs> wake up every morning, take it out, bring it back, do it, rinse, repeat, lather, all that shit. Uh, so that's good. And I think if you're like us, a couple of empty nesters, maybe who are still working and still you know accruing income or whatever, there are plenty of areas around here, Magnolia Springs. I'm just saying we might want to check it out. Oh yeah, out. no, I'm going to check um, it out if it looks like seaside. Yeah. I've made my best pitch to you. If you don't like saving your money and you want to blow it all within 10 years of retiring, go to some other place. I think Alabama I think Southern Alabama should be on your list of places to look at. I want a beach house. Let's do it. 3 months out of the year. Yeah, okay. Make, it, ha make it happen. Make it happen. Okay. But only on the beach. <laughs> and only in the water. Yeah, that I'm never, never going to swim in. Exactly. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, uh, that's it for this episode. We look forward to seeing you guys next week. Take them out. Empty nest, full tank. See you guys. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.